0: Let's go one more time, one more time.
1: Oh!
2: Hello, you're listening to Hidden Seekers, Episode 5. This week, Eric and myself, Mason, are going down to Hungry Mother National Park to attend the uh, Virginia Bigfoot Convention. Last week, we that- we searched for Bigfoot in uh, the D.C. area, just outside Laurel, Maryland, and we came up with nada, so we figured we'd, we'd head down south and uh, check out the experts and the eyewitnesses of the uh, Bigfoot Convention.
0: We're here in Hungry Mother State Park in Marion, Virginia, on our way to the uh, Bigfoot Convention, Virginia Bigfoot Convention. We are joined uh, this week by extreme Bigfoot uh, skeptic, Paul. Hey. And right now we are walking to the convention hall, although we we don't know quite where it is.
1: But there are signs. We'll figure it out. Although it could be a quarter mile or it could be three miles.
0: So we just set up our tent and drink a couple Red Bulls and beers to prepare for the evening.
1: Not mixed. And... Yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Let the adventure begin. See if we can find any um, people that have had sightings. Maybe they can point us in the right direction so that we can go on a little hunt ourselves tonight.
3: So we... um Went to the convention. It's It was in this cafeteria.
2: So there were like 50 to 100 people there.
3: <clears throat> yeah, all different backgrounds. You had men and women. Um, people from all over Virginia and probably from other places too. I mean, it was right on the uh, Tennessee border. So a few people from there as well. Um, lots of different stories. That night... We were probably there for
2: two or three hours, just listening to
3: people's sightings.
2: Yeah, it felt and, uh, it felt oddly like maybe an alcoholic anon- an anonymous meeting, which I don't know. Yeah, that. a
4: little.
2: I don't know exactly a how little. that goes, but but basically, we were all sitting around um, in you know plastic chairs and you know taking turns, kind of standing up and sharing our stories about um, our own personal experience with uh, Bigfoot.
3: Yeah, I think it was a chance for some of these people to meet other people that also believe and, you know, be able to tell their story to someone that doesn't think they're completely crazy. Yeah. Um, and there, there were a few people there that were also, um, probably investigators. There was one person outside with a Hummer or some sort of Jeep and it was plastered with logos. Um, for their own um, paranormal investigation company or brand. So that was interesting. I mean, yeah. it was, there were some people really into it there.
2: Definitely have their shit together a lot more than we do. Right.
3: <laughs> we need to get a Jeep.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> I was clicking channels, came up on Finding Bigfoot the show, and said, oh, there's a lot of
6: um,
5: But that was after I had already been having activity around my house that I couldn't explain. When I started watching that show, um, they started talking about things that I was experiencing. And I started thinking like, whoa, okay, that's, that's weird. We were having rocks thrown at our house at 2 a.m. in the morning. Again, we have no neighbors. It was a big there was horse fields and then woods. That's it. And um, Um, I pulled up uh, late at night and uh, the way I parked shines into the woods, lit up the woods here but there was eyes glowing over over here at the edge of the, where the woods are. Um used to say I went to open my door and shut it right away and stood there and waited until the eyes turned away and disappeared and I ran into the house. Um, they were very large, glowing eyes. Um, I couldn't tell exactly how tall because the area slopes and it was nighttime. I couldn't tell where exactly the the um, uh, line is. There, another time, I left the cat the uh, house to go out to my car. It was it was at night, and uh, I brought the sewer and backed up the top. It stopped, bad. and I went, so I continued out to my car, do what I was going to do on my way back. We did have one neighbor next to us. It was um, an older couple, um, and the gentleman's very has very long hair, full mustache, beard, um, and they have a pickup truck. And here I found out he was standing behind the pickup truck. Um, and I had commented to him. You know, this person, any time you say hi to him, it turns into a two-hour conversation. Um, so I hollered to him, I said, wow, well, I'm going to have to get Ron to, to take a look at the sewer. It's really smelling bad out here. <laughs> Nothing. And he kept doing this. The, the, the bed of the car was here and he kept doing this. And I'm looking, and again, it was dark. There was one one spot like, that kind of lit up part of the parking area, but you couldn't really see well. And I just kept looking and I just kept talking to him like it was my neighbor. Two nights later, my daughter at the time was eight. Um, I just put her to bed, walked out into the living room, watching TV, and she started calling for me and said, Mommy, there's a hairy man in my window. Um, and she had a shade up. So of course I, again, at this point I still didn't believe yet until I started watching these shows and saying, wow, I can that. I had a rock thrown at me during the day. Then I finally had a sighting during the day, Um, along the fence line of the horses, where the the, um, the trees are there. Uh, I was outside with my dogs. Um, The funny thing is my dogs didn't seem to sense it. Earlier I had them barking at the woods, couldn't find what they were barking at, going absolutely berserk. This time they were laid back. Um, And I actually saw it walk through the whole at first, I didn't wasn't sure what it was. I thought it was a, a very large, built man, all in black. I was out there in a short sleeve shirt. It looked like it was wearing one of those um, Stay Puft Marshmallow jackets, you know what I'm talking about? All black gloves on, black gloves. I was just like, okay, well that was weird. Looked like it was wearing a hoodie that had, everybody's ever see the, the hoodies that had the hair sticking out that the teenagers used to wear? Um, and I never could see the face. It was always in an angle as he was walking. I'd only get this part of the head. And as it started walking away, I realized as it stepped, the back of the feet, I could see they were like a grayish, it was a lighter color than anything else. Never saw any any other color on the hands but black. And I said to myself, Wow, that's pretty weird. Someone me dressed up like a, an ape, while well, it was. was. Um, it was. It was shortly after that sighting when I started watching the, the show and started saying, "Wow, this happened." The smell, the rocks being thrown at me, the bottom of the feet being a lighter color. That's all I saw. It was everything was black? But as the feet lifted up, you could see that the lighter colored bottom of the feet, as if they were wearing like a Converse sneakers or something. But um, when the light shone on it, you could see the shimmering on the arms and the muscles. And I was just like, wow, okay. Um, I've since moved from that area, not because of that. Uh, We actually were renting that area. We bought property. I'm in Atkins now. And now the woods that are around in Atkins, um, I have had action over there. I walk through the woods, there's structures. There's only about five acres of woods. There are structures everywhere, very complex ones. There is one tree that was down and hoisted up in the air, wedged between two trees that crisscrossed, wedged through here, and wedged through there, as if it was a post, but it was, I mean, very large-sized trees, and there was no way any equipment could get in there to, to lift that up there, because the woods are just too, too heavy. Um, I did find a footprint. I photographed it, but I didn't have anything to measure it with. It was a smaller footprint, but it was in the fall, where I was wearing the jacket, and you can see every single toe. Um, I actually caught it only because it had rained the night before, and the water runs down our property and through the woods, and it was the next day, and I came, and the water had seeped. It was all muddy, and just one one print. That's all I got. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other things. It's just. Um, I've had, you know, just the feelings of being watched and things like that when I'm out in my yard. Um, we had a, a scream in the middle of the night that everybody keeps telling me it was a screech out. I'm like, no, I know a screech out. How it sounds like that was not. It sounded like a woman being murdered. That's all I can say. It was the scariest sound I ever heard. Um, we've also heard, at, in the middle of the night, people sound like children playing the woods in the middle of the night. Um, I probably have more instances. It's just—it's it just, commonplace for me now. I don't even think about it. I don't write it. I started writing it down a little bit, but it just became so <coughs> regular for me. I stopped writing it down. So that's
3: a story. If anybody wants to talk later, um, I'll go. thank you. So that was far out.
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting how she didn't believe in Bigfoot and then saw a TV show on Bigfoot and then became a believer. Right. That's unfortunate.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's not really helping her cause much. No. But, uh, I mean, yeah, so it's hard to say. I mean, some of the things that she said, like the broken trees, that's a pretty common um, sighting. But, of course, it's really hard to say what she really saw um, when she's watching this show that, like, puts forth evidence, which gives her things to look for, you know? Yeah. I mean... A tree can be broken by so many different things. So, same with a howl or a screech.
4: Yeah. My
7: name is Claudia Davis, and I live in Franklin, right Virginia. Um, I live with my father, take care of him, all the elders. Um, they've been there since 1999, and I didn't know that they had Bigfoot that lived on their property. Um, so I've been watching Biden's Bigfoot and I've been on the different websites and whatever. So one night I decided, probably back in January or February, I decided to do a couple of whoops, whoops, in the backyard in the dark. And all of a sudden, I saw some lights, some eyes just illuminate out of out nowhere, of just illuminate. And uh, they looked at me and they blinked. When they blinked, they moved. I couldn't quite tell how tall it was, but... It, maybe seven or eight, maybe nine feet. And then I didn't see anything else. Then I've had two sightings. There's a a juvenile that's taking a liking to me. He follows me around the property. He's about seven feet. He's gray, all gray. And then there's an adolescent. She's all black. She's about this tall. And their nesting area is actually on the front of our property to the side. And it slopes down. They actually have trees that they have pulled down and have made the Y-shapes and everything. Um, let me see, I know the day that I saw the juvenile, he actually had three deer in a trance. And I was walking from the back of the property, and he saw me first, so he turned his head as soon as he saw me, he ran. I mean, you say both didn't have anything on that guy. <laughs> he ran so fast, I was like, what did I just see? <laughs> he was all gray, like, like he had an all gray suit. His head was kind of like a cone shape, up like that, and he was just all gray. And uh, the deer ran a trance, so when he ran, and the deer just kind of like, oh, and then all of a sudden they decided to run. And I've had all kinds of things. I've got, uh, I've had, a, a, I've got footprints. You know, I've taken pictures of footprints. Uh, I've got a casting. Um, the juvenile, he's gotten to the point now, he wags trees at me sometimes when I got in the yard. So, I mean, they've gotten really comfortable. And I know it's a lot of controversy about uh, feeding them, but I do get them once a week with fruit. And uh, they really do appreciate it. They do eat deer, because I've seen the hindquarters uh, behind one of the trees that they had hidden. So they eat deer. They in the morning they call in all kind of birds. They do bird calls, and the birds will come into their nesting area, and they don't return. So I know that they they feasting on these you know these birds. And none of my family believes me. They just think I'm all crazy. You know, and cool. You know, but I know what I see, and I know what I've experienced. You know, I've been luck charged by a small group of. And I just kind of had to stand my ground and just say, listen, I'm not going to be intimidated by you. We all live here together, so we're going to learn to get along. You know? And I don't know, maybe I don't know what they were speaking or whatever, but it just made the hair stand on the back of my neck because they were just moving in all different directions. Um, a lot of people don't believe in cloaking, um, but they do tend to lend it to their environment. And you can be standing right in front of one and not see it, and all of a sudden, you see a tree wag. One day I was out there and they were just, this tree was just wagging at me. And then one day a bald wood was wagging was looking out the window. And I said, OK, simple deduction. There's no bird there. There's no squirrel. There's got to be a picture. you know." And so I, every day is just something. And even walking to the mailbox, um, they all be in the tree. They, they do stay in the trees a lot, too, in the front and in the back and they will slow throw things down. Um, The other day they did two light wood knocks at me after I spoke to them. So they're kind of getting used to me and I'm trying to get them to learn to trust me. Um, There is a clan leader. Uh, He's spoken to me in my sleep, if that makes any sense to to you all. Um, He told me that he's always lived there. He told me that he chose me. He said, I didn't... He said, I chose you, you didn't, cho- you didn't choose me, so whatever that means, but um, he's about, I've seen his orb, so he's about 9 or 10 feet tall, and um, I think in the back yard that night when I did those groups, I think I heard his heavy, very heavy, heavy footfalls. So my girlfriend and I were like, we're going to the house, you know, because <laughs> it was really heavy. He was moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But then the next morning, my computer that I've had for three years, all of a sudden just picked up. Just picked up. So, yeah, so these are things I've experienced since about January this year.
2: Yeah, so logic of the deduction can be used to determine if you have Bigfoots in your yard or property.
3: It's pretty easy when you only have to rule out two animals. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, um, again, I don't know if you caught that, but why shape, shapes in the trees? That kind of refers to um, so that's how they refer to cut trees. So similar to the last person. Similar to the last person, also this person was watching Finding Bigfoot or one of those shows.
2: Yeah, think, um, it seems to be a, a common theme.
3: Yeah. But um she definitely um went off into some unique things with the whole uh like um the psychic qualities, um cloaking and uh being able to see the orbs of the um the elder Bigfoot. Yeah. I I did a little research into um Cloaking, or like why people would think that there's a cloaked Bigfoot in their presence. And uh, it seems to be like all these photos that are so called evidence of cloaked Bigfoot are like um, twigs arranged in a pattern that looks kind of like a Bigfoot face or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have nothing for the orbs. I thought that was just a thing where you had a dirty dirty uh, photo lens and like a lens flare kind of popped up there.
2: Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It just...
3: <laughs>
2: I feel like once the TV show tells you what signs to look for, I think it becomes really easy to jump to the conclusion that you have a Bigfoot in your mist.
3: Right. And then you just go crazy from there pretty much. I mean, yeah. you know,
2: into your own deductions. I mean, the
3: whole carnivore thing is pretty rare, I think. Yeah. I mean, as far as year and all that. But you could kind of tell, like, the sense in the room a lot of the people were kind of looking at each other like, okay, she's going a little far with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't think her viewpoint was really the uh, consensus, but they let everyone talk and kind of just a gathering of evidence more than the debate.
4: Mm-hmm. So I've never had a sighting. Um, I'm real close to Cove, uh off the Hunter's Valley West there near Devil's uh, about a year ago, we uh, recorded some yells on uh, audio, some high whoops, low whoops. Uh, about a month, month and a half later, uh, we got a pre-print track play, which is up there to that table, one of the castings from it. And uh, my most recent thing is I, um, I took a stick and on what we call Squatch Ridge in one of our areas. I just placed it against a tree and videotaped it, and so nobody knew where it was. We come back a month later, and there's five sticks that were added to it, and you could tell where they were taken off the ground with the uh, with the dead leaves on it and placed against the tree, and I don't know of any deer, bear, uh, black panthers, anything like that that can stick something against a tree, and the only way you can get onto our property, which is 444 acres, is by one gate, and um, we have to come off two, two ridges over there to, to get to our area. But uh, hopefully one day I'll be lucky enough to see one, you know. But that's what we've got going on right now up there. So, and That's high Rock, Virginia down southwest Virginia down the road. Well, my name is
6: Cliff Stanley. i live here in Marion. So first I want to welcome everybody. Hundreds of other. I'm a little biased, but I think this is the prettiest state park in the nation. I've enjoyed coming out here walking a lot. And since that seminal moment in 2001 when I lived in Washington County, and I heard that first vocalization that undoubtedly wasn't anything else, I just finished watching a show called Orangutan Island. And they showed this Orangutan male giving a mating call. And it was a cold Friday, November evening. I walked out on my front porch and the door slammed. That's when I heard the call. It sounded exactly like the mating call I just heard on TV, except one slight difference, which I later figured out was these wood knocks first in between the whoops, and it, you know, made every cell in my body stand up—not just every hair, but every cell. And since then, I, I communicated by email with uh, Bill. He probably doesn't remember back in 2001. I learned that they are all over the nation. And I've had the, the big eyes shine experiences. And I had one dream that was so real, it was like an out-of-body experience where I think the female Sasquatch invited me into the woods. But what I want to tell y'all now is just the uh, question I've always had since I became, aware of the existence of big as an actual species. Forest they were a forest person. And when I was uh, camping out in the uh, National Forest, I went to bed about 11.30, and a half hour later, I heard this conversation up in the woods. It was a short two-sentence conversation. The first sentence was merely uh, a question. Each syllable was clearly inflected like a question. No doubt about it. And it started something like up, Bob, and it just went on like mumbo jumbo for a short while. And what impressed me and made my hair stand up at that point was how low in frequency or pitch that it was. And the response was even more surprising because it was even lower in pitch or tone than the first sentence and it sounded a whole lot like the first sentence and that sounded like mumbo jumbo to me and it started with the same first two words only it was clearly an emphatic positive statement each syllable was clearly defined in pronunciation to be a positive statement so you know i have to take that to, there's some intelligence
2: and I say wow
6: too Wow. too bad we didn't talk to him
3: about what a high whoop and a low whoop would sound like because we were going to try his method to attract bigfoots later in the night.
2: yeah, we sort of talked a big game during the sharing that we were going to follow up with some of these people, but we ended up being too s too scared. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I, don't want, I don't want
2: looking back now I, I'm a lot easier on myself I, I think we were being hard on ourselves for uh for chickening out but because these people were, were pretty freaky
3: yeah I mean if I'm being completely honest my major fear was like not
2: cracking up
3: because there were a few times during this whole thing where I was suppressing laughter at one point I had to go to the bathroom but not because I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, yeah, had to be rude. Had to just let it all
3: out. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But I feel like there's enough juicy stuff in there already. I mean, I would love to know more about um, how the Bigfoot invited him into the woods. I mean, that's fascinating.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) He kind of just casually dropped that in there. (laughs) If there's any listeners (laughs) that have had a similar experience,
2: I'd love to hear about it. Definitely, yeah. If you banged a Bigfoot, definitely we want to hear. For science.
3: Alright, so, um, then we left the convention, and, um, this is our conversation on the way back to the tent.
1: There were a few that seemed way too suggestive. Like, uh, oh, I had just finished watching Bigfoot Hunters for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Went outside, and damn, there it was. Yeah.
0: Well, be interesting if they hear all the whooping tonight or whatever.
3: Like, right?
8: Oh yeah, that was the other thing. There was a lot of terms. Like, it seems like there are just a ton of Bigfoot terms that, that people throw out. The whooping, the knocking, like, I shine, eye shine. So very specific terms that people use.
1: I'd love to hear your well, but thoughts that's, on that. I like.
0: I think that's good because that means people are yeah. having similar. Right. experiences yeah, and they're But there. it also makes
8: telling it, developing it also words makes to describe them. a story really easy if you can just say something Mimic that the, everyone else is going to know about. Oh,
1: it you is know. very interesting to see someone tell a story and then the other people that have obviously seen Bigfoot start nodding. Right. Mm-hmm. In agreement like oh yeah I saw
8: that but it's well. interesting because they say a lot of fa- there's a lot of this stuff that's very similar but then when they describe the Bigfoot by size or the shape of the head or whatever it's very different or the the different hair colors so
0: did you guys also get the sense that there were some like like you just said that some people were like nodding in like recognition or agreement with mm-hmm. right did you get the sense that there were also some speakers where everyone was just kind of like okay this is one of those <laughs> fake ones or this is or one like, of the Idiots that no one to talk about.
1: The real spiritual one. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. the paranormal I mean, I angle, mean, idiot. Any
8: groans or anything? Right. Yeah. That one guy was grunting. Like <laughs> that.
1: Oh, was that in agreement or?
8: I think it was in agreement or like in admiration. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a very open crowd. I don't know. I, I guess think- all
0: these people have these experiences that I- no one, w- no one in their lives believe. So when they come here, it's almost like a spiritual thing.
1: Yeah. But also, I feel like I got a vibe from some of them. I did get the vibe that some of them presented it as fact, but I got the vibe from a lot of those people that they came to the convention with their experience. They said, here's what I found.
8: Yeah, and they're open.
1: Check it out. Mm Learn. What do you think? Or add this to your pool of sightings. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Like that one guy. What What did you think about the guy with the uh, cast foot? Was he the guy that was like? He only spoke for a little bit. We
8: can look at that tomorrow, but I'd like to see it up close. It looks kind of fake to me. (laughs) It didn't have an instep. It seemed very,
1: very narrow. That's the guy that was like,
0: "Don't wear camo because they they uh, they recognize hunters and they'll be afraid of you." It also
8: looked exactly like like the picture of the. There was a poster of a Bigfoot. Which Right. You know, I guess that many could, that could be proof that it is a Bigfoot, but it also could be proof that that that's what a Bigfoot is supposed to look like. Many so that that's
1: pr- yeah. Many prints I've seen have looked like that as well. Yeah. Are the they other, supposed to be flat footed? The other thing is why that. would they fear hunters? If there's never been a shot Bigfoot. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Why would... I don't know. Maybe Do they've they been like, wounded. I mean, maybe they've been wounded. Or, like, have
1: they, they, have they seen, like, deer get shot? And they're like, okay, well... So, I guess the more I get fears, into this, hunt, the more that I that think that, that if... Are to catch them. We
0: talked about this earlier off, off recording, but we talked... I think, you know, if they're real, the, the paranormal angle seems logical to me. You're, you're talking about not a stupid ape-like creature. You're talking about some kind of a... Magical Alien. or something? You Animal have to have at least a quite a bit of intelligence. Yeah.
1: Quite a bit of intelligence. And
0: possible psychic
8: ab- abilities. Sure. I think we should Some sort of intuition. I think we should just rule that out right now. That there's psychic aliens. But that's just me. Well, not aliens. Psychic okay. dream eaters or whatever. You could develop that
1: while living on Earth.
8: Mm-hmm. But well, what about the orb?
0: Well, I don't know. I, mean, I think just they, it's just weird. People don't know what to think of it. Right. So they'll say crazy stuff because they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. and They don't understand it.
1: Different right. people perceive different things, too, you know, or interpret things different ways. It could
0: it could give off some kind of weird, like, hormone or something that just makes people's brains not work, right?
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You never know.
8: Hope we see a Sasquatch.
0: Me too. Is there anything else we can do to, to that we learned here that we can apply to our hunt this evening? It's,
1: so it seemed knocking, like... Yeah, moping. it seemed like a few of them actually did respond to the knocking. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there two or three stories where they knocked on wood for whatever reason and all of a sudden... And snoring, apparently. Snoring, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of that today, so... Uh-huh. Right. Well, Is this the time? I don't think yeah. they'll visit us at our campground, but... The rock throwing was another thing that was
0: happening a lot, apparently.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot about the rock throwing. I guess if, what where was that? that, Vietnam, the guy said? Aren't there, the aren't there rock actually, I thought eggs. there actually yeah.
8: were primates in Vietnam, though. some kind of yeah. gorilla or something.
1: Why wouldn't they be able to well, live alongside each other?
8: I just feel like it was probably just that. Viet, Vietnam gorillas or whatever, whatever they are. Sure. Do they throw rocks? Probably. I mean, there are the Bonobos or chimpanzees have like entered the Stone Age, haven't they? Yeah. So, they can make a rock hammer. Probably throw a rock. Use
3: it as a weapon. I just make an editor's note that there are no large gorillas in Vietnam?
2: Oh, so <laughs> must be Bigfoot.
3: <laughs> there are tons it's of monkeys. It's not a Vietnamese gorilla. It's not
2: a squirrel. It's, that's Bigfoot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, the largest monkey there is the uh, Tonkin snub-nosed monkey, and if you want a cool-looking monkey to look up, check that out. Um but yeah, nothing large or uh, black furred. Nothing that's large and black furred yes. that could be a big foot. So probably Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. The eye shine thing is interesting to me. Yeah. Although a um, lot of animals. Left. because both humans and apes neither have right. eye shine. And Although neither humans nor most apes are nocturnal either, right? Right. right. I guess some I apes, maybe. Mm. But I guess after a sustained period of time, where oh. you're a nocturnal species, I guess if you're being hunted the day, you could evolve that to your benefit. But that, to me, is suspicious. Yeah, the eye plant seems weird. It seems very unlikely like that one reddit post that i stumbled upon from that um she was a she was an evolutionary biologist who did a post on bigfoot's eyeshine and said that it made no sense right so on
3: that reddit post there's an anthropologist that wanted to give her two cents and basically she said that eyeshine is an evolved that we lost over time, it's highly unlikely that we would re-evolve that trait. More than likely, what would happen is that they would develop larger eyes versus re-evolving the eye shine. So you would have larger eyes to let in more light in order to function better at night.
2: Although it kind of, and, then, uh, it kind of then supports the theory that big Bigfoots are, where we kind of started to evolve from apes, Humans kind of evolved in one way, and Bigfoot evolved in another way, right? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, this theory comes from that assumption, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, assuming that that Bigfoot's evolved somewhere off the evolutionary branch, relatively recently. Um, that would be the case. Relatively recently, being you know, within humankind's existence. So, ridiculously large eyes are relatively common when it comes to Bigfoot sightings. I think eye shine makes it sound a lot more dramatic. So, I'm sure a lot of television shows and movies show it that way.
2: I mean, would you be able to tell the difference if you saw it?
3: So, eye shine would be like if you saw a cat. You can see the eyes, right, at night. Right. So, it would be be similar to that if it was that way. Hmm. So, it's about... About 9 o'clock at night, we had just eaten dinner, um, and we drove off. And this is kind of a short hiking trail that goes along the lake, kind of by our campsite, but far enough away to where other people wouldn't interrupt us.
0: So we're just starting our Bigfoot hunt. We've driven the car out to the trailhead. What is this, the lakeside trailhead? Yep. Uh, It is, in fact, beside the lake. I don't think anyone's sleeping around here.
1: We'll say my field of vision is like six feet right
0: now. Hopefully that's...
1: So, I'm mostly hoping for at best some sort of auditory encounter. Well,
0: maybe we get a flashing eye or whatever it's called. Is that called? Eye flash? I'm already spoofed, Well, there's no Bigfoot, right? 100% chance of no Bigfoot? So what are you scared
1: of?
8: It is, man. Um, did you bring your knife? I'm murderers. Oh, I forgot my knife!
1: Oh, yeah. That shiny thing over there. What is
8: that? This? What do you feel, Marker? It's shiny. Or it's scared of finding a dead body or something. It
1: spooked me a little. I thought it was like 40 Bigfoot eyes. I thought it
0: was one giant eye. I
8: hate being in the back. It's so scary. I'm just not going to turn it around, basically. We'll just triangulate a little. I'm still in
6: the back. <coughs>
1: I don't know, my main fear is still, like, serial killers and stuff. But yeah, oh, definitely. I guess if there's three of us. Oh, oh fucking
0: shit, <laughs> I heard that. So we just heard a splash in the water. <laughs> what did you think it was, Eric? What was your
1: oh, first thought? That was uh, just a, what are they called, jump scare? <laughs> <laughs>
8: just so you, a jump Did scare.
1: you think it was an aquatic
0: killer? Uh, uh, I thought it was Latinx, An aquatic serial killer?
8: <laughs> I thought it was a fish, but it still freaked me. Oh.
0: You guys smell the smell? Remember the smell? They yeah. said smell was part of
8: it, right? But we are near a swamp. Or yeah. A s- what swamp? The water. The water's edge is swampy. It's a, that scent was all of a sudden, wasn't it? Yeah. Is, is that a light they was staring at us? Or? Where? Yeah. No, it was your light. The
0: What is, is the plan? So we, Ryan, we encounter Bigfoot. What happens?
8: Oh, I mean... Hit ourselves and bolt, but try not to do that?
0: Go buy lottery tickets or something?
8: Cower? Maybe you know cower?
0: Yeah, they, they, someone talked about cowering in the the meeting.
8: Some woman,
1: like, threw, all the way, right?
0: Begged yeah. for her life, yeah, and it worked. She lived.
1: I mean, there's no reportings that Bigfoot is even violent. That's the thing. Not yet. Not one death has been caused by No one's been you know
0: disappeared because of Bigfoot.
1: That we know of.
8: Not till today.
1: That hasn't been proven otherwise. Well
8: uh, no. What do you think? Go on or go back? Let's try some knocking. All right, right? Yeah. All right. We're in
0: a good spot. You want to, like, right how on. about we turn the lights off for a bit turn since we're...
8: Alright, I'm going to sit on this
1: log. Try to be quiet for a few minutes first. Should we knock with a branch?
0: Yeah, we need to make sure we got a good I knock going.
8: Good branch.
0: You got one. Is it gonna break when really
8: you? As are as big as I am. You're still recording, right? Let me yep. do a sample. Wow. Yeah. Right. Do it. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Give it a few minutes. Give it a few minutes. Okay. Somebody... We'll be quiet a second. We'll turn it off and then we'll wait like a minute. Do you think anyone's going to shoot us because they think we're Bigfoot? God, I hope There's not. Hundreds of Bigfoot people that are here.
8: Who would shoot Bigfoot though?
0: So to go, like, Bigfoot. I I was like, I'll reach into my pocket and cock my pistol when That's I heard. That's why I'm sitting Just down. Just in
8: case he was dangerous. That's why I'm sitting down instead trophy, of standing right? up. Yeah, I, I could keep a slight light. I could keep this light on in case. Huh. Let's be quiet and try it out. I really don't want to get shot. Like, that's not on my agenda. Wow, look at the stars. So Ooh. let's keep quiet for 50 seconds. Oh, are we starting now?
0: Starting now.
1: sorry, alright,
0: we'll try the whooping. Uh, I'll hit it and then you whoop, okay
1: Paul? Okay.
0: We hear nothing. You guys hear anything?
8: What the fuck?
3: So we tried knocking a couple times, and the first time we tried knocking it, the branch broke. We tried knocking again, and we alternated knocks with whoops for what we thought a whoop would sound like. And uh yeah, after that second round of whoops, we got a call back as you just heard there.
2: Yeah, that was a very intense moment for me.
3: <laughs> it caught me off guard. I
2: mean Forget I definitely that. I definitely had those like, you know, two or three seconds of like, oh my God, Bigfoot is real. This is real.
3: <laughs> same. Same. <laughs> so we decided to repeat the call and this is what happened. Do it again.
8: Oh, oh, oh
0: this took go one more time, one more time.
8: Oh.
3: Come back.
2: <laughs> do
3: you want to tell what happened?
2: Yeah. So, so Paul Paul's whoops uh, kind of devolve into a, a, his best Chewbacca impression, and then we hear someone <laughs> do back another Chewbacca, and then we realize there's no Bigfoot, <laughs> but there's just another another smart ass out there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was kind of equally wonderful, you know.
3: Was just as good as finding Bigfoot. Yeah. So that was a fun trip. What What would you conclude about our weekend as far as evidence for or against Bigfoot existing?
2: I think that it's uh it seems to be a very fun, very American hobby that people have. It's sort of like there's Star Trek conventions, and there's Bigfoot conventions, and I don't think. The majority of these people believe anyone more than the other,
3: right, and I think it's it's a fun thing to do while you're outside a lot of a lot of these people are outdoor enthusiasts every now and again you'll come across something that you can't explain yourself.
2: I think the modern age is making it better and even more fun because I think you can share these stories and then you would expect it to totally disprove the Bigfoot theories, but I think it's actually making it more exciting and fun because they're able to more easily share their stories.
3: I think you're right, and I think it fuels the fire when you have so many people changing stories and evidence. It kind of becomes an echo chamber, so to speak. So that, combined with the television shows that we have now, it makes for a pretty active community. But I do recommend checking out a convention if one is near you because it sure is interesting to like put a Face to the stories. It's just interesting to see these people and where they come from. Yeah, and, and their th- perspectives.
2: If nothing else, check out the Bigfoot uh, Research Organization. There's sightings all over the place, it's probably one near you.